There we go. Finally, I was able to get this to work. I didn't think this was going to work for us. So thank you for joining me on my Facebook Live video that is Healing Your Inner Child Part 1. I am also going to put this on my podcast so that you can hear it there if you want to just listen to it. Hopefully I'll have the link for that later. Um, it probably won't be till this evening or tomorrow, but that's okay. Um, so I want to go ahead and get started on step one. I'm going to try and keep this somewhat short, 10 to 15 minutes, uh, partly because I have to run after this. So um, I want to start with step one. I did a webinar not too long ago about the three secrets that you need in order to um, be able to go through these steps, which was prayer, figuring out your purpose, and... Um, Oh, what was the third one? Wow, my brain is totally time, uh, prayer purpose and time. That was not what it was. Oh, living in freedom. That's where it was. Yes. Sorry. Totally spaced. <laughs> that happens sometimes, especially when I'm trying to do this somewhat quickly. So I'm going to try and slow myself down a little bit here and get this so that you guys can get this. So the first step in healing your inner child is to recognize your inner child, which is maybe it sounds crazy, maybe it doesn't, because maybe you're like, I don't really know that I have an inner ch uh, child to heal. We're going to talk about that. So um, the first thing I want you to do before you do this, though, and I really don't want you to skip this step. Um, it almost should be a step in itself, but I felt like it could be tagged on pretty easily to this one is go find a friend. Like, you know, when the shows are like, hey, phone a friend, phone a friend, find a friend. Um, and not just any friend, not just, you know, a random acquaintance or something like that. I mean a good friend or a family member. Maybe it's a sister or brother or somebody that you can really talk to and share this journey with. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to let them know the journey that you are going on. Um, this could be a spouse, too. Just so you know, sorry I didn't say that, but yes, it could be a spouse. Let them know the journey you're about to go on. Because as I mentioned before, I don't want you to get scared and think this is super hard, but it could bring out some very difficult things. So I just want you to know that ahead of time. I don't want you getting into this. Sorry, I'm changing my light. Hoping that helps. Um, I don't want you getting into this without that, without knowing that, because it is true. This could be difficult. Um, I, Tell them that you may be dealing with difficult things. So please let them know that ahead of time. And let yourself know this. I want you to know this. Um, and then ask if they'd be willing to do four things for you. Just four. They're not really big. They're kind of small. But they are important. Ask them if they would be willing to talk with you at least once a week. Because as we're going through the steps, we're going to bring out a new step each week. And they're really important. Number two... Ask if they'll check in with you via text um, just a couple times a week. Just, how you doing? How's it going? That kind of a thing. You can obviously comment here if you're dealing with stuff, um, but, you know, a friend knows you better than I do. So they're going to be able to know, like, hey, you're saying you're fine, but are you really? That kind of a thing. Three, ask if they would be willing to get together with you to pray at least one time during this journey. It would be awesome if they could do that at the very beginning. Just lay hands on you, pray for you, really truly help you start this journey out well. 
um, but any time is fine. It doesn't have to be at the beginning. I don't want you to wait to start if they can't meet. I know people are busy. So, and finally, fourth, ask them to commit you to, uh, commit to praying for you regularly. And not just, oh yeah, I'll be praying for you. No, like really pray for me. Whenever you think about me, if I'm on your mind, whatever, just say a quick prayer for me. It doesn't even have to be long. It doesn't have to be the like long, you know, 10, 15 minute drawn out prayer. Just any prayer. Believe me, it goes a long way. So please don't skip that step. Please try to find somebody who could do that for you and be kind of an accountability partner. That will help you so much on this journey, okay? Um, so... How can you tell if you need to heal your inner child? There's a few ways that you can tell. There is a study um, that has been going on for a little while now. I didn't actually look at when they started it, but um, someone just sent me to this recently, and it's the ACEs. It's the Adverse Childhood Experiences. Um, you know, that's what they call it. For me, the journey that I've been on, God has called it healing my inner child, which totally works for me. <laughs> um, but it's pretty much the same thing. So if you have had any kind of adverse childhood experience, such as homelessness, abuse, alcohol, um, alcoholic parents or parents with mental illness, bullying, uh, being in an accident, divorce, death of a loved one, all of these things are considered adverse childhood experiences. So what happens when, um, you know, basically you have too much stress, too much stress as a child, and it's like a reoccurring stress. Um, maybe a death of a family member isn't reoccurring, but maybe the situations around it are family dynamics, things like that. And so it's high stress. Um, so for example, what happens with our brains with this? Is it like if you see a bear in the woods, there is an obvious stress that comes with this and your brain, you go into an automatic fight, flight or freeze mode. And so then your body releases stress hormones, you know, cortisol or adrenaline or other hormones and you, your brain starts to work out what you need to do. Is the bear just going to eat some berries? Is it going to attack you? That kind of a thing. Do I need to run? Do I need to stay? Like, what do I need to do in this situation, right? So that's normal. And with help, you can usually recover from that kind of a stress or traumatic experience if it's, you know, a reasonable traumatic experience. And there's only one, right? May Or maybe one every so many years, right? So your family with love and care will walk you through that. Man, that was hard. You experienced a bear? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. You know, just walk you through that process. However, when you experience stress at a consistent rate, it just keeps happening and you have to, um, your brain continues to express those um, stress hormones within your body, then that changes you physiolog uh, physically, mentally, it actually does change your brain. Um, and they're finding that it actually leads to lots of chronic diseases when you're older, um, a, the inability to lose weight, stress, depression, suicide, all kinds of things that they are finding. Like, it's crazy that they're just finding this because, you know, I feel like this is this has definitely been an issue for a very long time. As some of us know, I've been living with mine for like 31 years. I said 21 years on my podcast. I was listening to it the other day. I'm like, 21? Wow, I'm, I'm really putting myself pretty young there. Sweet. <laughs> 
31 years. I can't even believe I can say that. Yikes. Um, and so that changes you. So how can you recognize if you need to be healed? So um, if you've had some of those things, you probably do. Um, there is an ACEs test, and I'll try and actually put a link in the um, in the you know comments as well as in my podcast to that ACEs test. It's not really difficult. You basically mark have you've had certain things happen to you, and if you have had even just one, then you've you are considered someone who has too many ACEs. You know, if you had because if you've had one, the likelihood is pretty high that you've had more than one. I think they said something like eighty-seven percent. Yeah, it's crazy. So. Within this and recognizing, the first thing that you really need to do is to pray. I know I say this a lot, prayer is just so powerful. The hard part that a lot of people have is maybe what they see God as. Maybe you see God as like this genie in the bottle or as a terrible tyrant or, um, you know, a Gandalf kind of wizard guy that has created um, the world and then just let it go and it's like I don't really care however you happen to see God can affect the way that you pray so I have a picture and I don't have it here with me but I will see if I can find a way to post it on here of me with my dad I prayed a while back for God to give me glimpses of him as my dad because I didn't see him that way I kind of thought some of those other things I already mentioned didn't really think about him honestly um, but I, I wanted to believe in him that way. I believed in Jesus. I loved Jesus, but I didn't feel like I had that kind of relationship with God. So I asked him to show me glimpses of him as my dad. And he used my dad's, my stepdad, my uh, biological dad and my husband to show me, I think he even used my father-in-law, um, to show me how happy he is to see me how much he loves me so i've got this beautiful picture and i don't i could go that's a whole nother topic so i don't want to go too far into that but what that helped me to do is to start praying to god super specifically like when my kids come to me or to my husband for something they're pretty specific like hey can i have 20 bucks so i can go to the mall or hey can you help me pay for this or that can i go to my friend's house can i do this they're really specific with me and I wanted to take God at his word that he was my father and start asking him so specifically what it is that I was needing. And so that has really changed that I can pray to him specifically and from my heart, like, like I've got a direct connection to him. So we're going to ask him to show you the ties to your past that are holding you back. Um, this can be difficult. I want you to ask him to bring them to the front of your mind to point out any symptoms that you haven't noticed before. And I'm going to give you a warning here. It is very possible that something difficult and hard to face might come out. Now I have found that he has led me in layers, like he'll let something maybe a little bit difficult, then a little more, then a little more, so that I kind of learn how to handle that as I go. He also deals with me through who I am. He uses my um, my learning style, for example. He shows me visions. I get pictures in my head of 
what it is that I'm supposed to see. That's how I came up to the little girl understanding like, oh, I need to heal my little girl. He showed me a little girl and she was in a dark corner. She kind of looked like Alice in Wonderland. And she was the same age that I was when I had my first traumatic experience of um, sexual abuse from a babysitter. And she was just kind of like, hi, hello. And sometimes she was needy. Sometimes she was happy. Sometimes she was trying to interfere and interject. And sometimes she looked downright just scary. So he showed me that picture. Um, and then later on, more difficult things for me. So I don't know how he's going to do that for you, but I don't feel like he's going to give you more than you can handle right now. And it may come through a friend. It may come through other things. The second thing I want you to be doing as a habit is to start journaling. Have a journal. Just go get one at Ross or somewhere like that. They're like three bucks if you don't already have one or just a notebook. I don't care. You're going to want something to write down because the other thing that I noticed is it didn't all come to mind right then. It would come out when I was driving or when I had um, was hanging out with a friend or I was sometimes it would come out with my daughter's dance recitals, which was really kind of inconvenient. <laughs> but for some reason that jogged a memory, I used to dance. And so that would jog a memory and like I'd just still be watching and trying to write it down on, you know, on my journal. But I had it with me. So that was the key point. And throughout the next week, I really want you to look for key, some key symptoms such as sadness, negative talk, those negative tapes that go in your head and they always are there ready to just tell you what you cannot do, what you're not worthy of, what you're not good enough for, all of those. I know them because I have them. When you feel depressed, not just sad, but downright no energy, you're sad, you don't want to move, you just want to crawl under a rock, depression. When you have insecurities, if you're in a room of people, are you worried that they don't like you or someone didn't call you so they don't like you, they're not, they don't want to be your friend. All kinds of insecurities. Anger, like an unreasonable anger. You're snapping at people, you don't get what's going on. Um, and then like lazy, laziness even, like you just don't feel motivated at all, even though you know you have things you want to accomplish, like even fun things awesome things, but yet you have absolutely no motivation whatsoever to do those things. When you recognize those symptoms, what I want you to do is capture that moment. Whether you write it down, you do a voice memo, you text yourself, you talk to somebody, whatever that is, I want you to capture it and keep it because I want you to be able to look back at this. So write down the situation, record it on a phone, whatever. What is the situation? Are you angry or are you having insecurities? That was the one that got me that really finally moved the needle. Like, oh my gosh, I am, this is happening. Like, whoa, how do you feel? What are the feelings that are going through your head? What triggered it? What, what is it? What is going on? And what could this possibly be attached to? That was huge for me and it did reveal itself. Like when I really w kind of worked through that, it really did reveal itself and God was um, gracious with me and he was true. He really did bring that forward for me. So some activities to maybe jog your memories. If you're not seeing like you can't really see, nope, I'm just not seeing it. I don't know that I do. 
here are some things that you can do to jog your memory if you need to. And who knows, maybe you don't have a ch inner child to heal. If we go through these things and you're kind of like, nope, just not feeling it, awesome. Maybe you don't need to go through this. Great. <laughs> but the likelihood is you probably do. So look through some old photos. Um, think about think about it or tell someone about it. This is a really great connecting activity, but be ready to cry or to have something come out. So maybe you don't want to do it this, this with someone you're not super comfortable with. But what were you doing during this picture? How old were you? What was your life like at that time? Uh, where did you live? Who were you around? All of those kinds of things. Write a timeline of your childhood. The good on one side, the bad on another side. My pastor had me do this and this was super helpful to jog some things. And make sure you put like landmarks in there. Things that you remember were like, wow, that really changed my life. Put those in there. Listen to music from your childhood. I am love music. I can think of music for like anything. It's crazy. Drive my husband nuts sometimes. <laughs> or I get mute songs in my head just from like one little phrase and ah, then it's in there forever. But it can also jog your memory. The senses, smells, foods, different kind of um, foods, stuff like that. Talk to a family member about your childhood. Start talking about things that you remember, memories that you have, asking questions. There were a lot of things in my childhood that I thought were one way, but were completely different. And I had no idea. Meditate on your childhood. Think back on some of the memories. Think back of the fun things, the things you used to play, the vid maybe video games or board games or what you used to do outside as a kid. What kinds of things did you enjoy? And then write down any negative thoughts that come in because, again, where did those come from? If you have a negative thought, write it down and try to think about where that might have come from. All of these things are ways to jog your memory. For me, negative thoughts have complete ties to my past. So it was a good way for me to bring some of those things out. So this is the first step, recognition, figuring out if you have that inner child to heal. I would love to hear um, if you have any questions, concerns, what has come up for you if you'd like to share it. I know um, this is kind of a difficult topic, so feel free to just send a message to me. You don't have to answer in the comments unless you feel comfortable doing so, which is totally fine. Um, you're not alone. I promise you that. You're definitely not alone. Uh, I've already had people reach out to me, so I promise you you're not alone. Um, but again, no shame in just messaging me too. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course, you know, share this with somebody. I would love if you shared it with someone that you think, oh my gosh, you could totally use this. That might be kind of weird. <laughs> what are you trying to say there, huh? But if you've had a conversation like this with a good friend, the likelihood is maybe they need to go through this process as well. So, and I would love to help as many people as possible. So obviously if you can share it, that would be a blessing for me. So, all right. So next week, it looks like I'm probably going to be on Wednesdays. I was hoping for Monday, but yeah, there's just so much going on right now. So Wednesdays is my day. Of course, like my Facebook page. You can find me on Instagram at Mariah Young or The Love and Life. Um, if you haven't checked out my Love and Life uh, Facebook page, there are links to it on my Mariah Young page. 
probably put some in the podcast for a link. I'm also there on Instagram talking about sex life and intimacy for Christian women. So if you're interested in that, I would love to have you there too. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Until next time. Bye.